0: Listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is your 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us as always, our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. The last time Mary Cole saw her 14-year-old daughter alive was the night of November the 24th, 2002. They were at home. It was a Sunday, around 10 p.m., Mary was getting ready for her late-night shift at the Tiffin Development Center in Tiffin, Ohio. Cassandra Elizabeth Cole, they called her Cassie, had already fallen asleep. Not in her bedroom, but in the rec room. You see, Cassie was taking a family class at school where she was required to care for a doll to mimic the responsibilities of parenting. The doll was of the type that would cry randomly, And Cassie didn't want the late night wailing to disturb anyone. So she took her doll and they spent the weekend nights in the rec room. Mary slipped into the room to tell Cassie goodbye that night. A glance around the room revealed that her daughter had not taken an alarm clock in with her. How would she wake up in time for school? She gently woke Cassie and asked. Cassie said her stepfather would wake her. And so Mary left the room, the house, and headed to work. The next morning, Cassie was gone. Cassie was born in 1987, right there in Tiffin. She lived on North Monroe Street with her mom, her stepfather, Dale, and two younger sisters. Three older siblings had already grown and moved out. Her mom and stepdad had been married for nine years, and Dale Cole had adopted Cassie when she was very young. Tiffin is the seat of Seneca County in northwest Ohio. About 18,000 people live there, though that number swells during the school year when students arrive for classes at the private Heidelberg and Tiffin universities. In 2002, Cassie attended the city's public high school, Columbian, She had just begun her freshman year. Those who knew her said she was friendly to a fault. If you talked to her, she would consider you a friend. She had long brown hair and brown eyes, loved listening to music, and was happy to be doing anything outdoors. She swam as often as she could and cherished spending time with friends. That Monday morning, Mary Cole was near the end of her shift at the development center when she received a call from her husband. Cassie was missing. "'What do you mean she's missing?' Mary asked him. She'd been asleep late last night when she left, and it wasn't early enough for her to go to school. Mary hurried home and went straight to the rec room where she last saw her daughter. The baby doll she'd been caring for was still there in its carrier." It hadn't been moved. She had been so dedicated in her assignment to care for that thing, Mary thought, no way did she abandon it. At 8.30 a.m., Mary called Columbian High. She knew they would have taken attendance by then, and they had. Cassie's teacher had marked her as absent. The family called Tiffin police. At first, detectives classified her as a runaway— There was no evidence of foul play, and this idea seemed to be supported in the weeks that followed as police received several tips from people who said they had seen her about the community. But none of those sightings could be confirmed, and Cassie's family didn't believe it for a minute. She had never run away before. She had no reason to run away now. Besides, nothing was missing She hadn't taken anything with her. Who runs away without some clothes or money? Mary Cole didn't know where to begin looking for her daughter, so she looked everywhere. Every morning for months, she would load her five-year-old daughter into the car, then drive to all the places that high schoolers might go on their lunch break. The pizza joint, the donut shop, just in case Cassie showed up just in case there was some kind of explanation for her behavior. But Cassie was never there. A month after her disappearance, it was Christmas Eve. It also happened to be Cassie's 15th birthday. She didn't come home or call or send word. In January of the new year, kids returned to school but Cassie was still missing from her classes at Columbian High. By February, Tiffin police were still considering Cassie a runaway, but Detective Steve Niedermeyer conceded most runaways return home or are located within a few days, that Cassie had been gone so long and through the holidays. He said, quote, It makes you wonder. The wondering ended on March the 20th, 2003, four months after her disappearance. It was 2 p.m. that afternoon, and a small group of people were walking along the Sandusky Riverbank near the old Abbott Bridge off County Road 33. They were in Pleasant Township, that's north of Tiffin, and right along the border with Sandusky County. They found something the spring thaw had revealed, something that seemingly had been hidden by the long winter snow. A badly decomposed body along the shoreline, partially covered by debris. It was Cassie. She was about a 20-minute drive from home. The Lucas County coroner did an autopsy and concluded the cause of death was drowning. Authorities believed she was probably dead the entire time she'd been missing. They couldn't be sure if she had died at the river. It was just as likely someone had placed her there after her death. But because they couldn't tell how the drowning had taken place, her death was never officially ruled a homicide. The Seneca County Sheriff's Office knew that wasn't the whole story. They began investigating Cassie as a suspicious death, and they still do. For a story by Dateline NBC in 2019, Seneca County Sheriff Sergeant Kevin Reinbold recalled all those tips about Cassie being cited in the days and weeks after her disappearance. Hundreds of people were questioned. Polygraph tests were given. No clear suspect moved to the top of their list. But Reinbold added, We've had our suspicions. We still do, but there's just not enough evidence to support an arrest. We want to give the family closure, but we're at a standstill. There's just not enough information to move forward. In 2007, the Seneca County Commissioners, at the request of the sheriff, increased a $15,000 reward for information to 50000 While the official file might not be able to say murder, it's clearly the majority opinion. If you have information that could solve this mystery, please call the Seneca County Sheriff's Office at 419-447-3456. By the way, credit for much in this story goes to Dateline NBC. Because Cassie was thought to be a runaway for so long... There was very little written about her. Our thanks to a Seneca County listener for suggesting this episode. Ohio Mysteries is thrilled to add its spotlight to this heartbreaking story. And that's it for our 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio Mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. May all of your mysteries have happy endings.